0: Hello, woman beings, and welcome. We are so excited to be here today with the beautiful Miss Sarah Parker. She is the owner of the Pretty Peach Waxing Studio. She has been my personal waxer for, gosh, like three years now. It's my joy. All all my married life, basically. Um, And we're going to talk with her today about pos- body positivity, Um, She's going to bring beautiful perspective as a more curvy woman, as well as getting to see women's bodies in potentially a more vulnerable state every day. So we're excited. We hope you're excited. And without further ado, let's dive right in. Welcome to the Woman Being Podcast community, where we explore thoughts and opinions
1: and have the freedom to change our minds
2: without expectation or judgment. We will hold a safe space and
1: support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. All
0: right, so Miss Sarah, yes, could you please give us a quick synopsis of your life story and tell us why did you decide to start waxing? What drew you to that field?
3: Well, once upon a time, as all good stories go, story time, story time with Sarah. Um, so I'm from Indiana. Um, I was basically life coached through the drive through one day, which is a great story, but a long one. So we'll save it for another day. Mm -hmm. Um, where a lady asked me if I was really trying to make that a career and if I really loved working at Starbucks. And I was like, I mean, not like forever. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, what do you want to do? What do you love? And I'm like, I don't know. So which drew me to what I actually hate which is women hating their bodies. And pretty much any and every woman that I had ever talked to all hated their bodies. So she was like, how can you profit that? How can you make that into a career? And I went to cosmetology school, Mm -hmm. which eventually led me out here to California. And I got a job at a great company that taught me how to be a speed waxer. And then a few years later, I created the Pretty Peach.
0: Love it, amazing. And
3: you are a speed waxer,
0: Very like silly. I am I in and out in fifteen minutes. It's amazing. It's not a
3: massage. We're not trying to hang out. Yeah, we're not trying I to mean, make it like an experience. I want to hang out, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> anytime, but <babe>. anytime. <laughs> but that's why we have you here. Yeah, that's, that's yes, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it.
0: Oh, I love that, and I love how you said you were tired of women hating their bodies. Mm-hmm. And I understand, like, I um, used to be a bra specialist at Victoria's Secret. And that was my thing. Like, I, I, it was so sad to hear women talk about their bodies the way they do every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, women coming in and apologizing for not wearing makeup. Yep. And like, oh, I like, my hair's greasy. I'm like, girl, I don't care. Like, right. I'm here to make you feel good in your skin, to make you feel beautiful. Um, and that's what I feel like waxing does. It's, it's really, like we're actually going to take away what might be distracting from your beautiful form Yes, what I see it as.
2: That's So cool. my first time getting waxed was at your beautiful establishment.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
2: And I was terrified. Yeah. And like, I think I was like nervous up until the point that we like, I was literally nervous all day. And I was like, Kelly, when we're done with this, we're going out to ice cream. <laughs> we went and got ice cream. And that was the only thing that got me through was I was looking forward to ice cream And, um, I realized in the midst of it and talking to you and talking to Kelly is that I, as a Christian woman, and I think a lot of Christian women have this, is we walk into the salon feeling like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. I know nothing about it. There's hair down there. It's scary. Do you get that a lot? Is that? Yes. And, and what have you noticed about, um, the way that Christian women view their vaginas?
3: Um, I think a lot of, especially younger, single, not yet married Christian girls are, it's kind of a non-thing, like completely separate from their body that they randomly have to manage and deal with if they so choose. And it's usually really awkward. They're usually very modest and not... A lot of them haven't had even pap smears yet or anything like that. So I'm literally the first person that they've gotten, like, buck naked in front of. Mm. And it's super real. And a lot of them are, like, tugging down their T-shirts to get And I'm like, okay, we're going to actually have to, like, Pull that see up. everything. Like, <laughs> I need to see her all, and it's going to be okay. But, yeah, I think a lot of Christian girls are – they, like, separate their bodies and their vaginas – to not really be to be its own little separate entity from their bodies Mm -hmm. deal with it when they have to hurry up and get over it and then like go back to normal everyday life if they deal with it at all and being like hey she's there she's with you she Mm -hmm. has been since the very beginning um it's not gonna like hurt you emotionally Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to And it might hurt for a second physically, but we're going to be okay and we're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. And being like kind of bridging the gap of being like your vagina is a part of you and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be awkward and weird. It doesn't have to like be set on the shelf for the such as time of this of actually being married and like being sexually engaged. I think the the non-church girls are much more chill about it and not nearly as modest. And even if they haven't been, like, naked in front of them, a lot of people, I think they're much more just like, okay, here I am. They're much more, they're. I would say not much more, just as afraid of the pain, but I would say they're like, okay, here I am, and I'm naked, and this is weird, but whatever, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So waxing people who are church girls, um, well, you can spot them a mile, mile away. And <laughs> you just know that it's probably going to be a weird experience for them and you're just gonna have to kinda hold their hand and get through it.
2: Why do you think that is though? It just if well, I mean I didn't know why it is. But it just feels like in the church we maybe in families we, we failed to like let young girls know yeah. that this is your vagina and it's okay yeah. and it's not embarrassing
0: and there's nothing wrong with it and For some reason, it's, like, separate from your personhood. Right. It's, like, far away, even, like, emotionally. Yeah.
3: I think it's, like, it's even, like, separate from the idea of purity, modesty, cleavage. Like, we talk about, like, wearing shirts that are modest and pure, Mm. like, in purity church culture to harken back to previous episodes that you should totally listen to. <laughs> um, oh, thanks for the plug. Wow, thank you. So um, but I think it's its own separate, like, well, of course it's covered because it either has, like, at the very least, like, a bikini bottom on mm-hmm. or, like, your underwear on. So it's always 100% covered. So the idea of, like, her coming out and, you know, being waxed or hygienically taken care of in any other way than just, like, a shower or bath is, like, wait, what, we do something? Like... And we actually have hair down there, and we might actually have hair in our butt crack. Like, what? Like, nobody actually talks about that. And is it wrong to take care of the hair? Does that mean that I'm actually having sex or that somebody's supposed to be seeing it? Is it just done for hygiene reasons? Mm. For me, it's really about hygiene. Here in Reading, um, summers are nasty and hot. Mm. And mm, having hair down there is not feeling awesome. So... I personally choose to remove it and I'm team hair removal however I'm also team like if you're not about that then that's totally okay Mm -hmm. and there should be no shame in wanting to keep some hair not doing anything with it whatsoever if you're happy with it and the skin you're in and the hair that you're in then I think everyone should do what they feel is right Mm -hmm. but I feel like nobody actually has a conversation like in church Mm -hmm. about like hey so there is eventually going to be some hair down there. You have an opportunity to do something about it. And to this day, like growing up in all things purity culture in my house, and my mom's a nurse, mm. so I was told about all things puberty from a very like medical clinical standpoint. Like I could tell you all the words in the textbooks from textbook language, which was awesome. And I fully support, but she never really talked about the idea of removing hair. And to this day, she can, like, it boggles her mind that I'm able to actually make a living doing what I do. And I'm like, Mom, you shave your legs. Mm-hmm. You cut your hair. And she's like, nope, God made hair. It's supposed to be there. And I'm like, false, because you shave your legs. So already your argument is, like, undercut. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, it's just weird. And I'm like, that's cool. You don't have to. But um, it's not wrong if you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like there should be more of, like, a, let to be aware of it so it, it like we branch out from this whole idea that it has to be weird and scary and awkward to being like if you choose to awesome if you don't choose to awesome but at least like be aware that it's on the table yeah
2: that almost connects to like uh, this wasn't my personal experience but I know a lot of young Christians grow up Thinking that like sexy underwear is wrong mm. to
0: have. Um, oh, yeah, the action
3: sets. Could not. That yeah. was my favorite. Even when my... I got
0: my first pretty like grown up underwear, oh, I was like yeah. 14. Yeah. And we'd go over to Wet Seal and we'd get there like <laughs> five for 10. Yeah. And my mom would always take me and it yeah. was my favorite.
2: But That's... there's a perceptions like that on the churches that like if you wear anything sexy down there, it's wrong somehow. Right. And so that kind of ties into getting waxed mm-hmm. or plucked or shaved or whatever is that like you shouldn't be doing anything sexy down there but when I got waxed this first time this was like I don't know six months ago or something it was pre 2020 um, yeah and uh I remember being like oh my gosh I've never felt like so clean and sexy and like taken care of and so it was a really amazing feeling that I had always wondered about but had never felt before and um but yeah just this conception or concept in my head perception is probably the word I'm thinking of that like oh you can't be too sexy down there even though it's
1: all covered up anyways it's so funny because I feel like a lot of women that I know who either get waxed or who wear thongs it's not necessarily for a sexy thing Mm -hmm like women will get waxed so that then they don't have to worry about their hair coming out when they go swimming. And women will wear thongs because they don't like having panty lines. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that you necessarily are doing it. Like you you very well, that may be also part of it, to to be sexy for your husband or your boyfriend or whatever. But like I think that there's so much more to it. I mean it makes me think about like the example that I think of in my head is um, birth control. So like a lot of women will take birth control – and aren't sexually active at all because they're taking it for other reasons mm-hmm. and like I think that there's a perception that if a woman's taking birth control she must be promisc- promiscuous yeah. if she's not married and yeah. she's taking it or something like that like I remember girls in my high school if they took birth control it was like oh, oh. oh you're <laughs> sexually
0: active yeah. Yeah. yeah totally and it was like
1: no I have really bad acne or my period not is terrible. kills me every yeah. month yeah. Yeah. and I need this to regulate it Yeah, you know
0: well, and that's just like just the normal women double standards like Like thongs, like don't be too sexy, but also you can't show your panty line. It's like, so what am I supposed to do? Like (laughs) baggy pants. Wear baggy (laughs) pants or skirts. It's just like is it's the double standards are just mind boggling. Mm -hmm. And like no wonder why women like Sometimes can't make decisions because we're, or at least for me, I won't say women, me. It's hard sometimes to make decisions because I'm almost, I feel paralyzed sometimes by all the expectations. And I'm just like, you know what, just, just remove those and just do what feels comfortable. Yeah.
2: I'm curious, what was your own process of of self-acceptance and body love then in becoming a waxer? Mm -hmm. Did you have a journey? Were you always comfortable and you have kind of stepped into this role of helping other women gain that? Or did you have a journey as well to learning to be comfortable? Well,
3: the very first day I worked at um, my very first job, I wasn't, like, trained yet in doing Brazilians at all. But the receptionists didn't get that memo. Oh, no. So I had three Brazilians on my book for the first day, and I was like, because you don't say no to a client because that's money for the spa Mm -hmm. so I went to my boss and I'm like first day panicking and this was like my first like big girl job and I'm like um so there is a miscommunication and I need please fix it right now and she's like oh I got you um I need a Brazilian and she was just a business owner not just a business owner but she wasn't in the beauty industry herself she was just owner of the place so she was like i can look at this from the objective standpoint as a client i'll let you know if you suck come do this and i'm like all right this is the first time i get to see someone naked and she's my boss and i was like (laughs) this just got super real and i'm gonna like straight face it and it's gonna be awesome and i'm terrified and i was not a speed waxer at that point so there were definitely 45 minute appointments that were booked out I did my first one on her in an hour and 15 which now is terrifying um but I did a decent job and she's like you're good it's gonna be longer than what we plan we'll just add some more time it'll be fine you can do this and I was like okay so um this is a woman's body and I quickly like googled so I would see more than just her what like vaginas look like on <laughs> like on my lunch break I'm like, Googling, like plus size person, like pregnant lady. <laughs> and I was just like, I feel so wrong doing this, but I can't have like somebody lay down and it be like the first time I've ever seen anyone like this. Right. Yeah. Even though it is. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want to like, I was like, I need a game plan of how I'm going to like approach yeah. this wax. Because this training really wasn't a training. Like there was a fail there in communication and planning and I was supposed to actually have a full training later. But we were just making it work. And so that was really um waxing under fire. Yeah. Uh, it was sure. it was awkward and awesome and <laughs> how they initiate you at at European wax center what they do is pretty much on your first day like you're a guinea pig and you get waxed by whoever is available and there's several people in the room and the idea is you get used to the idea of nakedness and people seeing you naked. And then somebody else volunteers, and she drops her out. And it's just kind of like a revolving door of like.
0: Oh, I love
3: that. And so it's like, okay, we're naked. We're seeing each other naked. Like, nothing is bad is happening at the end of this wax. Like, mm-hmm. we're fine. We're naked. We're moving on. And it's cool. We're all naked. Mm-hmm. We've all seen mm-hmm. each other.
1: What a way to bond with your co <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was intimate. just like,
3: well, this is happening. And since I had already seen plenty of naked people at that point, I was just like, but no one had seen me. And there was five other people in that room, and it was real, and they were all straight-sized people. And I was like, ah, what the heck, let's just do it. And I did it, and, like, nothing bad happened afterwards, and we all talked today, and they're very cool people. And it was fine, so I was just like, you know, no one blinked at me. Like, no one looked away from my body. No one acted like I was too much. Or that, like, holding back my stomach was too much. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can do this too. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to then really feel, since at my previous job, it was waxing amongst facials and massaging and other spa services. So it only happens sporadically. But at your European Wax Center, it's the only thing you do. At the Pretty Beach, it's the only thing I do. So it was like, okay, from here on out, you're going to see a lot of naked all the time. All different body types. Don't flinch because nobody flinched on me. Mm -hmm. So I can totally do this and it's going to be fine. And so being able to take someone who is regardless of their shape and size, hating their body, which you can tell two seconds into the door and being like, it's going to be okay. I'm not going to flinch. You're not too much for me. I don't care if you're postpartum, prepartum, elderly, overweight, Mm -hmm. underweight, whatever. You're safe here and we can get through this together, and I'm going to make this as quick as I possibly can and as painless as I possibly can so you leave feeling like I was efficient, like I was thorough, and like I took care of you. And that's really what my aim game is. And so since the whole reason why I got into the waxing industry was to help people feel like they're beautiful, it's like whether or not I'm able to actually have a conversation of like, let's all call things body positivity or not, it's like, I want them to know that I looked at their body and I didn't flinch. Mm -hmm. And whether that's a brow, an arm, a leg, a hand wax, which is very common in like... A hand wax? Yeah, in the Indian population Mm -hmm.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. for henna and stuff like that. Um, It's like I looked at their skin and I didn't flinch. Mm
0: -hmm. And you're so good at that. Honestly, like I had been to I think three or four different wax people before I found you and I went once and I didn't go back Mm -hmm. and it wasn't because they flinched it was just because I was like I don't I don't actually feel comfortable like I don't feel safe and um I found you and I was like wow I actually feel like embraced Mm -hmm. like my body feels like safe and like I had struggled with being very curvy on the bottom half of my body, mm. and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Sarah makes me feel really comfortable. I felt that intention of like, "I'm not gonna flinch. I'm embracing your body," and it feels like so safe. And I'm like, "Ugh, these other ladies, bless them, love them." <laughs> but I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going back." Thank um, you. I really and appreciate that. Yeah, there's like the intention behind the service is like. So healing, mm-hmm. thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have like a um. I know you said your m- mom is a nurse, and I feel like a good nurse makes you feel like I've seen it all, and I'm gonna take care of yeah, you. Yeah, like you're and, not too much for me. Yeah, I've never. I mean, like yeah, a good nurse always makes you feel like so cared for, and like, you know, like yeah, like that. I've seen it all, mm-hmm. and and you're okay. You're a normal human, and there's just something really comforting about. um Stepping into something like that where you're scared and walking away and being like, oh, like, I just have a vagina. And that's yeah. that's it. And it's and it, it, part of, like, learning how to accept it as a part of my body and
3: not, mm-hmm. like, the separate yeah. entity. So it's good stuff. And think, like, I've had so many people ask me, am I normal? One labia is longer than the other. One labia is larger than the other. Um, I feel really puffy up top. Like, so many different things is it normal to have butt cheek hair along with butt strip hair? Like, oh, yes. like all <laughs> the, <answer's> yes, yes. <laughs> and just like how a face, like we all have eyes, ears, nose, mouth, but how they show up is completely different. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the same nationality, it can look completely different from one person to another. The same is true for vaginas. And I think the porn industry has done a huge disservice Unless you're looking at niche porn, which I hear is a completely different subset. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've waxed a lot of um, dancers and a lot of people who do film. And they've said that only 1 18th of the um, women percentile is able to do full frontal shots. So... Because, like, that specific look qualifies for what the porn industry accepts. Yes. And so the vaginas that the world are viewing only look one way.
2: That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. I wonder... So, again,
3: only if you're looking at something that's niche or specific, you only see one subset of what everyone look like. And so people who are like, oh, my skin might be darker, more purple, do I need to do anal bleaching, all of that... And then there's the, like, you might able to do, like, full frontal, like, labia shots, vagina shots, but you might not be able to be that same person who's able to do an anal shot. So that might be a completely different person that they, like, cut and paste and make on the same what? person. What? Wow. So it's, like, the same is true for anything anal. And I'm not trying to, like, be graphic for our listeners. I apologize if this got too deep. But it it frustrates me because so many people come in and are like oh my god like i don't look like any of the videos my boyfriend pulls out and i'm like sweetie like none of us are and there's only like a very small group of people that actually do look like that and since porn is so very prevalent and so and no shame to people who like choose to watch it purchase it film it whatever like that's not the point here. The point is, it only looks one way unless you're looking at something that's more specialized and niche. And so it teaches people that your body should only look one way mm-hmm. if you're actually pretty or sexy. Wow. And that's not fair. Ooh, well, yeah. Not to not,
0: like how many of those women? I think you said one eighteenth of the mm-hmm. population. How many of those women have had surgery to make their vagina right. look that way? Get bleaching and waxing regularly. I mean, like, yeah. There's so many. V- Vagina
3: treatments, labiaplasty—it's huge right now. It's
0: such a big thing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's cr-. like that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah.
3: So my answer to them is, does it work? Does she do all the things she's supposed to do?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And you're golden. Yeah, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Like this is your body functioning yeah. properly. Yeah. Is she? Are you healthy? healthy? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's what matters. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that your boyfriend or husband is gonna look at your slightly longer one labia than the other yeah. and be like they oh just be happy
3: to not gonna there. not yeah, gonna exactly. have sex
1: with you because yeah. of that lopsided right. or because of the color of that you know like unless there's something actually wrong with you mm-hmm.
3: then probably isn't right? yeah like
1: Definitely unless not. you have a a illness mm-hmm. <laughs> then everything is fine and yeah. I think one of the amazing things um that people who work in like the beauty industry get to see and get to do is kind of um, is is that normalization of things because whether you're um, like when you are when you're providing this like personal service to somebody. Uh, you are seeing such a variety of people and seeing the whole gamut of um, of ways that people look. Whether you're waxing them or if you're doing somebody's makeup or you're cutting somebody's hair or whatever, like all these different things. Or if you're a masseuse, like you are seeing the human body and such a wide gamut of the human body that you can actually show people, like, hey. Th- this is normal. Yeah. I can say that because I've I've seen yeah. <laughs> every kind of body that there is, you yeah. know, and um, I think that we see we commoners, the plebeians of the world, yeah. who who are not <laughs> working in the beauty industry, like we see like movies um, or porn or um, models or whatever, and they have this very specific ideal that you then apply all to the rest of society when actually there is no there is no standard across Mm -hmm. the board there is a beauty standard that's been put in place by by um culture but there is no actual standard way that people look like people Mm -hmm. are diverse and they look so many different ways and to apply one way of looking one style one body type um one vagina type whatever you want to call it like to apply those to everyone is is totally unrealistic and ridiculous Mm -hmm. you know But, um, I guess we sort of touched on this some, but I want to know, like, what are, what are the kind of sort of body insecurities that you see crop up in women as you're, as you're waxing them, as you're, um, spending this time with them? Like, what are some of those things that you see, um, women sort of battling with?
3: I mean, it can go anywhere from like, oh my God, please don't look at my legs because I didn't shave them. Like, I couldn't care less to my my three babies that I had like killed my stomach and this is what I'm left with, all these rolls and all this loose skin, which is so sad mm-hmm. and so like this is the like cruelty that's been given to me. this is my lot in life for having like these three amazing kids is they wrecked my body and I'm like, oh, Like, Mm. as somebody who's not a mom, it's, like, I don't even have words. And I can't relate to that personally as someone who has never had children. But it's, like, I'm, like, your body is a whole different kind of beautiful now because it's held something for nine Mm. months. And that's, like, amazing. crazy. And insane. And the fact that, like, the privilege of being able to do so. So to me, it's, like, the cellulite is and all of that, it's, like, the battle scars is something that you, like, we're able to achieve together you in this little life like so that all the time um discoloration like i'm so sorry that i'm so purple and wow you're like like, no i forgive you especially how dare you especially those people who are in like darker skin and i'm like your your body is so beautifully normal and it, you're safe. It's okay. Um, but, like, I'm sorry I have to hold up my tummy. It's so fat. Like, especially in COVID. Like, I've gained the COVID-20. The COVID-19. So the COVID-19. I 19, 19 like, plus. Uh, <laughs> same, girl. Same. <laughs> and just, like, the I'm so fat, I have to hold up my skin for you. My body is, like, so hairy. I'm so sorry. It's been, like, I'm, like, it's been however long it's been, mm. too. like, there's no too long of hair that's going to gross me out. Like, if you can have full-on tendrils, and it happens, and that's not going to gross me out. We're just going to take care of it. And actually, the longer it is, the easier it is to wax on my end, so you're fine.
1: Yeah. There you go. You, see, you should say thank you. Say so yeah, thank yeah. you for that. You're welcome, <laughs> You're
3: welcome. So, like, yeah, just all the time, just, like, showing up in the skin that you're in. Mm. And it's often an apology. And it's hard for, like, I have to hold myself back from, like, getting angry at it because it's, like, you're just fighting something that you're not going to win. But So I just, you know, try to reassure them that they're safe. I'm not judging. They're allowed to be how they are. I think what's frustrating, though, is that, like, I can't fix it all in 15 minutes. Like, I can't change a lifetime of body shame and body hating and insecurities in a 15 minute session all I can let them know is that like I got you Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of this and you're going to come out the other side a little more hairless and I'll see you in four (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: and I mean in in a lot of ways you're your, your job, your industry is, is very reliant on a lot of these beauty standards that we have, right? Like, obviously, there's, there's the hygienic reasons to um, get waxed and things like that, but also um, – I know when I was growing up, I thought body hair was so gross. Like, I would shave my arms, my legs, my cooch, like, every single day, religiously. Like, I would not go anywhere without hair. What's that
0: ingrown situation like? I never really
1: got ingrown hairs. I don't think I've ever had one. I know. Some people are young. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just... So, <laughs> no.
0: Blessed from God. Yeah. No. Kelly should. I actually just like... Pulled I didn't even...
1: The whole
2: life is in your own hair. I didn't even
1: know what they were until a couple years ago. Because I just... It never happened. Wow. But anyways, that's a whole different tangent. <laughs> I'm
0: so blown away. Totally it often. <laughs> yeah. totally it often.
1: But uh, I was like so disgusted by hair um and now I'm I'm not really like that um I feel like I've well especially being a missionary for a year helped with that because I like couldn't shave a lot of times and and now I'm a lot more chill about it but um I like was so afraid of body hair in a sense because I thought uh this um is a mark of of like ugliness essentially you know like this is a, a mark of disgust because you know our 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 world has told us that a body hair is not feminine and that Mm -hmm. body hair is not um good that this is a bad thing that you need to remove um so I'd be curious to hear some of your thoughts on that like like how do you how do you navigate sort of um this balance of like women embracing their bodies but also like not wanting women to like feel sort of disgusted by their bodies in either direction you know
3: i would say it's definitely attention um so i try to approach it being like if this is what you want then i'm here for it um there's some people who leave a landing strip or a triangle or intentionally leave their butt hair and don't take all of it and i'm just like whatever you want is totally good for me and again I'm not going to make a face and be like, a but what, why? <laughs> if you decide to leave your butt hair when there's clearly butt hair to be removed. I think I just try to go into it being like, there's, it's all open. Whatever's mm-hmm. on the table, the entire table contents of services is open to you. And if you choose to have one thing done and not the other, if you choose to wax your eyebrow, but leave your lip hair, cool. If you just decide to wax your chin hair, and not to your brows, because you want them to be, like, all natural and unruly. Cool. And I'm here for it. Um, if you ask me if there's something that I think needs to be waxed, I'll assess the situation. <laughs> and give you my honest feedback. But there's a lot of people who feel like they need to get, like, their entire face waxed. Like, mm-hmm. side brains, cheeks, forehead. All of it. Yeah. Um, Which is cool. But... I, like, I intentionally don't wax my arms. I intentionally don't do a full face wax. Because I want people to know, even as a waxer, that, like, I'm team hair. I'm team arm hair. I'm team, like, sideburn hair. If you have some, awesome. If you choose to remove it, awesome. I, like, wax my legs. I do Brazilians. I do underarm waxing. I li- do lip brows and chins on myself on the regular. And that's what I feel good in. But... There's a lot of waxers out there who are, like, from head to toe, naked little mole rats. and Just a seal. That's awesome. And if that's what they choose, that's cool. But I want to advocate that, like, you're able to do what you feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. When I have underarm hair, I feel sweaty. Mm -hmm. When I have Brazilian hair, I feel sweaty. And I feel, like, not as fresh and not as clean. And I want to feel that way. So... I decide to wax those. And I'm also like, if you decide to shave some and you decide to wax them, like, that's cool too. Like, a lot of it's financial and time and the grow out period of choosing to get waxed versus shaved. And that's fine too. So I'm just, I try to be team whatever you would like to do. I'm here for it. I'm here to be the neutral party. You tell me what you want to get done and I will do it. If you're asking me if you should get it done, I'm only going to say only if you really want to. Because there's no shoulds. And waxing, mm-hmm. mm. oh, there's no shoulds. Good.
2: Well, there's no shoulds in beauty either. No. I mean, there, there's, there are some hygiene things that we need to do, like we need to wash ourselves, yes, <laughs> and, shower frequently, you know, like wash our face and you know take care of our skin, etc. But when it comes to like, should you wear makeup? Shouldn't you? Or you know, do you need to wear a thong so that you don't have underwire lines? Or shouldn't you? It's it's actually more about just like, what do you feel com- confident and comfortable in and what serves you and that's what you should do Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i think that i've seen so many women that have just such false views of their own body and um like you were talking about getting like different parts of your face waxed, and how some people want like their whole face waxed. and i have friends who would be like oh my my mustache hair is like so long right now or oh like i have so much hair right here on the side of my face and i'm literally looking at them like no, you don't. Like, I don't even <laughs> see it. And and I think that we um, we sort of magnify our flaws yep. and are so overly, um, we overly scrutinize ourselves Absolutely. and uh, are our own worst critic, really. And um, I think that there is definitely that balance and that line of like, um, am I doing this? for myself because this is going to make me feel comfortable or this is something that I just Mm -hmm. like the look of or whatever or am I doing this because I feel pressure to do it or because Mm -hmm. I feel gross or something um or I'm like trying to measure up to some girl that I saw on Instagram you know um like I even think about with makeup I uh When I was, uh, like, going into my 20s, I stopped wearing makeup for, like, two years because I was, like, this is not something that's healthy for me. And then I slowly, like, got back into wearing makeup again and and my relationship with it had totally changed from, like, feeling like I couldn't leave the house without makeup on before, feeling so insecure about how my makeup looked, feeling so insecure about my face, not wanting to go swimming because people would see my bare face, things like that, where it's, like... Now, after going like two years with absolutely no makeup and still having breakouts, still having all sorts of skin issues that I would have wanted to cover up, um, to then start wearing makeup again, that totally changed my relationship with it. Um, and I think that uh, we could just, yeah, we just get so caught up in 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 looking a certain way um, without necessarily reflecting on, why do we want to look this way? Mm -hmm. Why do we want to do this? Is this from my own motivation? Is this for my own comfort, for my own joy? Or is this because of measuring up to the image that somebody else has given me, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that there's that line in pretty much everything that you do to yourself, you know, whether it's waxing, whether it's makeup, whether it's the way you dress, the way you do your hair, like, all of those things fall into that. Um, How much you exercise, like, all of it. Mm-hmm. So, and TED Talk. I mean, there's a lot of people
3: who are like, oh my God, like, I know I need to go four weeks until my next wax. But from week three, when it's like, it could be wax, but it's a little too short, to actual week four, they're like, my guy, he can't touch me. Like, mm. hands off. And I'm like, what? that's so sad. Because they don't feel sexy, they don't feel feminine. No. And they're like apologizing. To him for the state of their hair, Aww. but they know that it's better than shaving because it ingrowns and all of that, yeah. and so they wax. and I'm like, we lost a plot somewhere, like, yeah. we lost a plot hard, right? Um, yeah.
0: that's so and sad. that
3: it just it frustrates me. And I'm just like, um, if he thinks you're gross, get a new man, <laughs> get a new one. <laughs> I don't want to, like, yeah. he's not it. Yeah. He should be just happy that he gets to be in the room with you, like, mm-hmm.
2: well, no, it, it's about like are you motivated by fear Mm -hmm. and either way whether you wax or don't wax or put makeup on or don't put makeup on or whatever like if your end result is that you're hiding something you're ashamed of like that's not healthy Mm -hmm. and and that's not loving yourself or or being neutral towards yourself Mm -hmm. and there's like a value in recognizing like this is my body this is who I am, and I'm comfortable and content in the skin that I'm
3: I think in. that's why representation matters so much. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because people need to, like, not be in an echo chamber of only one school of beauty. Yeah. 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 Do, you,
2: do you ever feel like your own body image is held to a certain standard by being in the industry? Like, do you have people sort of expect... You talked about, like, waxing your face or, you know, only waxing certain parts. Is there... Do you feel upheld to a certain standard in order to do your job, I guess?
3: Yeah, I would say I definitely I, – I don't look like a lot of my peers as far as how I choose to dress. Um, a lot of people in the beauty industry wear all black, which I do sometimes, but and they look very coiffed and beautiful and stylish and wear boots all day, and I'm rocking the Birkenstocks, sometimes barefoot, sometimes in sandals and i'm from the midwest so i don't get cold like all the time over here in northern california and i intentionally dress down and casually to set people at ease i'm just like you mm-hmm. you don't i know what it's like to go into a salon and see people like super makeuped out yeah. and really beautiful and their hair is amazing and you're just like i will never be on your level you're just like i'm Right. I'm just a little peon over here and I'm going to walk out with great hair, but like nothing about my fashion, my clothes, my face or anything will ever be on your level. And you're like way up here, even if they're not trying to present themselves in a way that's uppity or snobby, Yeah, it can feel like I'm not a part of it. Yeah. And I really wanted to super intentionally cultivate an atmosphere and culture at the pretty peach mm. where we're just here to hang yeah and you can come in in your sweats in your little gym shorts you can come like straight out of the office in your lawyer clothes in your scrubs I have a lot of people from the medical community however you happen to just be coming out of mm. your everyday life and come into your appointment and see your girl who's like just there and here for you
0: And I love that, too, because like I've found for in my own personal experience with like if you go get, you know, your hair done or your nails done or a facial or whatever, you actually maybe it's not everyone. But from my own experience, you actually I have felt leaving like something about me didn't match. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about how you approach your business is it's like I actually leave feeling like. I am more myself. Yeah. And, like, I like I actually love the practice of, like, actually being able to see all of your beautiful parts and being like, oh, look, there's me. Like, she's stunning. She's here. But I also am, like, I don't get waxed every four weeks. I do, like... A couple months, and then once it's like, oh Her I'm too hair hairy. The slower, guys,
3: she's not <laughs> <I> normal. <know. laughs>
0: or it's like, oh, I'm I'm getting there, like it's it's a little long and it's getting uncomfortable, and then I'm like, oh, it's time to go see Sarah again. And but again, I just I leave feeling very myself, and I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So then as we're talking about, you know, like the practice of waxing, how you embody can embody your femininity and be comfortable, like, you've seen it all. Like, Mm -hmm. I used to measure boobs for a living, so I can tell you all the boob things. I'm like, what, like, what would you recommend for women to get more comfortable in their bodies? Because you see all the things every day. Um, And then how would you recommend women actually get more educated about their bodies? Because I feel like those are two things you probably come up against every day of like women maybe not feeling fully educated about their bodies but also like women that aren't fully comfortable in their bodies
3: i would say stand in front of a mirror naked on the regular Mm -hmm. and actually like look and i like i hear all the time like people get dressed real quick and the only time they really stand in front of a mirror and look at themselves is to put on makeup or do their hair and so everything is like very like shoulders up Mm -hmm. or like a quick glance at the outfit before you walk out the door but it's never like taking in all of yourself and i feel like it's a beautiful practice of self-love and just you know overall awareness Mm -hmm. to like stand in front of the mirror on the regular and be like are we good like any new moles any new lumps and bumps i need like even just (laughs) medical on a medical (laughs) level like that's smart to do Mm -hmm. um and then like see what's happening downstairs and actually be like yep i have a badge like she is there and know what her parts are. Like, Mm -hmm. pull up, you know, a Google page and figure out like, I think it's sad that so many people don't know what a labia is, don't know what a mon's pubis is, don't know the difference between a clitoris and a urethra. Like, it's mind blowing. And I'm like, this is like seventh grade health class that we all probably did the class and like crammed and dumped the information. And we never actually retained, like, anything about ourselves. And it's sad to me because it's – I'm like, if medically, if something was wrong with you, you would probably have no idea unless mm-hmm. it got to the point of actually hurting. Um, and you should just know what's on your body and actually be in touch with it and not mm-hmm. just, like, shower and leave and get dressed and walk out the door. Like, I feel like there's something really beautiful – and intimate and honest and raw and maybe sometimes ugly and scary about like getting naked and like looking at your parts and being like oh this is what it's like Mm -hmm. this is how it feels this is what like hurts and doesn't hurt and what it looks like at different points like parts of the month you know um, there's swelling that happens. And it's normal. And I've had people at different parts of their cycle be like, oh, my God, I feel, like, swollen. Like, am I okay? And I'm, like, not medically licensed to give you advice. But, yes, that's usually normal. But <laughs> consult your doctor. And I'm like, these are the things we should know. But yeah. so many people don't because they don't, like, actually have a conversation with their body.
2: Yeah. And, I remember, well, I was going to say, I remember first getting married, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like, what is this? going on and my husband's like tell me what's happening and I was like I don't know what's happening like and and so like I had to learn about my body just as much as he did so for all you woman beings and pretty peaches out there just look get yourself a little mirror have a Mm look-see and uh it's not gonna kill you and it's 100 percent okay Mm -hmm. and it's you and um yeah I think that was huge for me and Learning to beginning the process of accepting my body for what it is, because I, I won't say that I've arrived anywhere. I think, yeah, I'm on a journey, a journey. just like we all it's are. A but. Journey. <laughs>
0: well, and I think that journey continues past yes. you know even younger womanhood, like even like 20s and 30s, and then like if you have kids, right? Like so they actually don't talk about how your your wom- your female body continues to change. Prepartum, postpartum into menopause like it's it is truly a lifelong journey that I feel like I'm just starting um which is amazing mm-hmm. I love it
3: the oldest lady I've ever given a Brazilian to is 82 she's cool. the goat. she was amazing and she was like why would I stop taking care of myself when it makes me feel good yeah and she's like but stuff they don't tell you Is how your vagina ages. Yeah. She's like, she ages. It's okay. Yeah. But she still works how you want her to work. And I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. queen. Just like any other body
1: part, you know? Yes. Yeah. All of your organs inside are also aging with you. Yeah. They all still work fine. Yeah. And the ones that are on the outside also still work fine. You know, it's.
2: Yeah. And aging is beautiful. It is. It is part of the process. It is the way that that the world works yeah. and, you know the wrinkles and the smile lines and
0: crows feet. Yes. The crows
2: feet all the, all You've those beautiful story. Yeah, like that's that's the story of, you know, God's work on your life yeah. on earth and yeah.
0: I remember I always thought growing up my mom got married older. She got married well, older. I think her and my dad got married when she was 36 and then she had me 5 years later. And then she had four children. Um, And she, I remember thinking that was always the most beautiful part about her face. I loved her smile lines and I loved her crow's feet because it told me that she was happy. And um, even in my earlier 20s, like, I walked through that process of, like, oh, I get to wear, like, the happiness of my life on my face. Even though I'm, like, we're going to take care of this, you know, we're going to, you know, support my my f- face um but also like I'm I'm kind of part of me is excited for the days so that it's like you're gonna see the happiness that I've lived on my face
1: that's so pure thank yeah you. <laughs> thank you <laughs> my grandma would always tell me um sorry <laughs> I started getting emotional that's um so okay my grandma would always tell me um to make sure that I smiled a lot because she would be like when I was younger I frowned a lot and now I have frown lines. And she's like, if you smile a lot, then you're gonna, have you know, smiles. you're gonna have that joy in your face when you're my Aww. age. Yeah. And it yeah. was just sweet. It <laughs> is so
2: sweet. Well, I was saying to bring it back to vaginas. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> if you have kids, like, you're gonna have birth lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have, you Blue know, skin. the story of, you know, growing older and the story mm-hmm. of, many happy nights with your husband, I don't know, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, like it it ages, it changes, um, Mm -hmm. you gain weight, you lose weight, all those things affect, uh, the way things look and Mm -hmm. it's all just a part of being a human on this Mm -hmm.
0: earth. Yeah, it's true. And it's all like truly like the battle scars of a woman, the battle scars of womanhood. Um, I actually, the oldest boobs I ever measured were uh, 80, no, 92. Yes. And it was incredible. And I was just like, you just, I had a conversation the other day that was like, oh, I'm old. And I'm like, I don't think you're old. I think you just figured it out. Like, I think older people just figure things out. They've lived enough life that they know how to get stuff done how to support themselves and the reason i say that is because i feel like as you get older you lose shame over your body you're just like this is it this is what i'm working with and um that's what yeah Saw full on 92 year old boobs and it was incredible and i was just like wow i need to be more like you (laughs) um which actually i would love to hear from you sarah like as we're talking about aging and womanhood and acceptance like what
3: does woman being mean to you i think it means showing up as you are authentically in that moment Mm -hmm. and not reaching to a different season of life you once lived or trying to reach higher to a life you're going to live but you're not actually in and being organically in the now awkward beautiful awesome exciting boring everyday tuesday whatever that happens to be and show up authentically in that place And know that some days might feel like you're having, you know, your beautiful epic, like, this is the speech of my life that I'm giving kind of moments. Mm -hmm. And other days you're just gonna do laundry and wash your dishes and go home and watch Grey's. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's still enough. Mm -hmm. I think being a woman looks like being present in the present. Mm -hmm. And living fully with, like, Your eye on some dreams, Um, your heart grateful for old stories you got to live, but like being wherever you happen to actually be. And I think the gift of presence is so lacking in so many people because they are either so busy um, or so checked out or so frustrated that they don't actually like show up in their own life and no one can actually live your own life except for you. And if you don't live it with an intentionality and purpose, mm. then like you're missing it. Mm. And the people that we actually look up to and ascribe to wanna be are the ones who actually show the hell up.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So one of the biggest intentionalities that I've had, especially since this year has been uh, way different than a lot of mm-hmm. us have assumed it would be, mm-hmm. would be to like show the hell up. Yeah. That's beautiful. babe. It's good.
2: Yeah. In the short time that I've known you, I feel like you really live that out. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot to learn
0: from you, I can tell.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So you're just kind of like, you're the friend and like big sister that everyone wants. I'm like, <laughs> just as wanna... the
3: little sister of my family, I take that as a big compliment. <laughs> 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 Thanks.
0: It's it. true. <laughs> it's true. So as we're closing up, um, What what plugs do you have? It's plugged. It's plug time. Plug time. Plug time. Plug
3: time. (laughs) I wasn't even ready for how cool. (laughs) Um, Well, guys, if you're a local to Shasta or Tehama County, you can totally get waxed. Get waxed by me at the Pretty Peach. You can book an appointment by going to the website theprettypeachwax.com, and it shows all the prices and times and availability, and you can book book directly from there i'm located at 1322 court street redding california
0: and she's amazing honestly if you think you might want to get waxed just try it try it once yeah like your eyes will be so open to all things beautiful and vagina and clean and just like wow look at my beautiful self um she cute she cute she cute also
3: you have merch i do have merch she
2: does have
0: merch
3: where can they purchase your merch you can buy merch on the website Mm -hmm. as well as at the studio Mm -hmm. um i share this shop with pure bliss co Mm -hmm. evelyn gamba who happens to be my bestie Mm -hmm. um and she has pure bliss merch we have pretty peach merch we basically have all the things yes like hoodies hats canvas bags tees tanks Whatever you'd like, all the things. Nice. Lots of cute stuff. You should follow
0: them both. Actually, not should. I would highly encourage you to follow <laughs> them both on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and if you're interested, um, stay connected with us. Our um, Instagram is Woman Being Podcast, Podcast <laughs> and our website is Woman Being um, We post every day there. We have Woman Crush Wednesdays. We have quotes from our amazing episodes and all the things so come follow us um thank you for listening comment like subscribe share and uh we'll see you all next time goodbye woman beings and pretty peaches
2: <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> and say goodbye
3: yes. goodbye